the Priory Society podcast. We were very young when we started this, 19 and 20 years old. (laughs) It is Emma and Finn from their own podcast, Normalizing Non-Monogamy. Please don't ever be afraid to get yourself out of a situation. That's something Finn and I unfortunately learned the hard way. And that becomes exponentially more difficult when everyone's clothes are off. We're here to showcase you tonight, to show people behind the scenes backstage look. Playing in separate rooms. It's something that we do enjoy with the right people. I love yeah, it. we've only done it on a couple of occasions. <laughs> yeah, I love but. it. I love it too. That's pretty hot. We love that shit. Yeah. No, but um, please, yeah, please, yeah, please talk about it. Hot. You don't want to have a girl who's ready to go for it and she has a latex allergy and all you got are your Magnum Double XL. <laughs> I want whoever I'm playing with to have a condom that fits them and works for me too. I use a Wonder Bread bag as a condom. <laughs> Welcome to the Priory Society. This sexy lifestyle podcast is for sexually open-minded people. Our listeners want to explore their sexual fantasies and desires by participating in the swinging lifestyle. This show is designed to chronicle our journey and experiences. We are not therapists and we do not give medical or professional advice. We broadcast for entertainment purposes only. This podcast contains explicit language and is intended for mature audiences. Hey, sexies. Welcome back to the Priory Society. Today, we have a very cool couple live with us. It is Emma and Finn from their own podcast, Normalizing Non-Monogamy. They're going to give us some juicy details about themselves and what they have coming up for their own podcast. Yeah, we're excited to hear from them, but let's do a behind-the-scenes conversation <laughs> so that your fans can get to know you a little bit. How are you guys doing tonight? Yeah, hi. We're really excited to be here. Yeah, we're doing great. And thanks for having us on. You know, you guys are crushing it so far, your first month or so out there. Thank Congratulations you. on that. Yeah, yeah it's been you. fun to listen to you. Thank you. How many episodes do you guys have uploaded right now? We've got about 10 or 15 episodes already recorded. So we've got quite a few in the hopper ready to go. So we should be ready to rock and roll. On yeah, this. we're trying to get everything in line and ready nice. to go. And we'll be releasing on a weekly basis after that. Oh my goodness. A weekly basis is amazing. You that know what? That is great. That is a good strategy. And I'll tell you why. <laughs> because people are going to get hooked on your episodes yep. and they're going to want content. They're so going to want to binge. Yes. Right. You guys must have a media background or something because we've heard your trailers, guys. You must have <laughs> hired a Hollywood studio or something to do it. It sounds really nice. Actually. We're just trying to learn as fast as we can. Yeah. Well, yeah, I got a little bit jealous of their sound quality for a moment. It. I was like, hey, man, we have to step up our yeah. game over here. We upgrade <laughs> <laughs> some equipment or something. Hey. You guys have sounded great on your episodes we listened to. So. Yeah. Yeah. so cool. Hey, let me ask you guys this. What are you guys talking about on episode one? What's that going to be about? Yeah, so episode one is sort of our background where we dive into how we got into this. It's just a, a really quick overview of what we've been doing because, you know, a lot of the podcasts out there that cover this topic are people who are just getting into it or have been doing monogamy yeah. yeah, non-monogamy for, you know, a year or two years. And we've actually been doing it for almost 11 years since the first time we ever did anything. And so oh, wow. for us to try and dive into that in depth in an hour is not real possible. So we just kind of hit the highlights and the key points. So we hit the juiciest of the details details. And yeah, yes. we, we talk about our story. And we also talk about our vision for this podcast. We'll have our interview and our story. And then we're planning to release two interviews of other people as well. So cool, guys. Hey, do you mean to say that you've been fucking other people for 11 years? For 11 years. years. <laughs> 
Is that true? Did, did I hear that right? Uh, yes, with uh, some on and offs in there, I would yeah. say. Okay. <laughs> Not consistently, so, <laughs> just because of life. <laughs> let me be up front with you because I saw you guys on Skype right now and you guys look super young. Okay? Oh, you guys look amazing. You guys look awesome. And she's beautiful. Well, thank you. you are. Yes. Yeah, yeah, and no. Well, the dude looks. I'm oh. not looking at the guy and trying to find beauty and handsomeness in every dude. You not, can share your real feelings about well, me. It's not going to scare it, me. It's not. A, I have to make a disclaimer. It's not a homo thing because we've been out on a date before where <laughs> this motherfucker was telling me at the table, if you close your eyes, you're not going to know who's sucking your cock. And he's telling me that because he was bisexual and he wanted us to try stuff with him. Now I had never done that before. And then we checked the profile the next day and it said by curious on his profile. So <laughs> this lifestyle yeah. is full of people from all areas of the spectrum. Yeah. And we respect everybody. Everyone has their own kinks and likes and dislikes. We're good with that. And for you, my friend, a handsome gentleman, respectful dude like you, I would have no problem you spending time with my lady, giving her a, a sensual massage. Touching or stuff. Yeah, touching stuff <laughs> a little bit. It's going to be okay. <laughs> so how long have you two been together? Well, we've known each other since middle school. We got together our first year of college. Yeah, we were, we were best friends through high school. So we knew each other really well and then started dating freshman year of college. And I guess our first lifestyle swinging experience was our sophomore year of college. <laughs> so nice. only about a year after dating. And to make a long story short, I guess we were studying abroad in Australia and mm-hmm. together the way it worked out. And we decided to do something crazy. And Finn brought it up and was like, why don't we try a sex? party or meet it was a meet and greet um and that was our very first experience so yes we are pretty young and yes we were very young when we started this 19 and 20 years old (laughs) that first party we just mainly watched and kind of soaked in the environment we didn't really get super heavy into it until after we graduated college a couple years later we moved to a little bit bigger city and they had a little more of a scene and then we got into it you know we started meeting people online and going to a nightclub so i guess if you were to say we've been full-time swingers or full-time non-monogamous i guess for probably closer to six years yeah that's probably a fair estimate even in that time frame it has kind of gone on and off just Mm -hmm. based on life in general So where would you say your level of play is at this point? Are you full swap situational depending on the couple you meet? Or do you guys do hall passes? What's that like for you guys? I guess we've kind of explored both of those dynamics, all of it. Um, We are open to full swap if that's where everyone's comfort level is. Uh, You know, anything else, soft swap, same room. All of it is fun and fine if everyone's comfortable. Both of us have experience playing separate and at the same time, like in separate rooms, as well as we have played separately at different times uh, a little bit. So we've started to explore some of that dynamic. I guess we tend to do most everything together, but we Mm -hmm. have enjoyed the separate aspect of it too. When you guys meet couples, do you guys do a lot of second dates and like friends with benefits type thing? So our goal has always been to meet people that we feel that we could be friends with outside of the lifestyle, even if we didn't click in the bedroom. I would say it's more common than not that we would meet a couple a second time if we clicked. If we didn't, obviously, we don't really have a whole lot of reason to see those people again in general. Not that we're shallow, but if we don't feel like we're going to be friends, we don't see a whole lot of reason to move to playing with somebody. Yeah. And so our screening process is really more of a friends with benefits. Friends first, benefits come after the friendship. Yeah. Um, That being said, we have played on the first date. It's not uncommon for us, but we're fairly picky about it, especially 
Early on, we had some less than ideal situations that we got ourselves into. <laughs> a little bit of missteps, yeah. And so oh. since then, we've really stepped up our screening process. Sure. Um, Are you able to tell us oh. what happened? Give us the, maybe the 30-second version of what went down. <laughs> yeah, yeah we, we actually talked about which horror stories we would uh, share with you guys. <laughs> so one, Unfortunately, there's quite a few. Yeah, there's, a, there's a handful. <laughs> but one of them was... Um, so a big thing for us when we're finding people is cigarette smoke for us is a sort of a, a deal breaker. I'm fine talking to you and being friends with you, but I'm yeah. not going to make out with you. And that's just right. a personal preference. Right. Uh, sure. Understand. So we met this couple and we met them at the nightclub and we played with them a little bit the first night, but it was mostly just like some light girls making out. Mm-hmm. And we got done and, and Emma was like, well, I think they're smokers. I could smell mm. and taste smoke on her, but you know, we should at least give them another chance. A week later, they invited us over. They were going to cook us dinner and the guy asked us during dinner he said hey i'm a smoker is that a problem you know if it is i don't need to smoke we'd prefer it if you don't it's kind of a turn off for us and he said absolutely no problem don't need to smoke so the night kind of progressed and then he'd disappear for like 15 minutes at a time oh yeah and he'd go outside and smoke then he'd come in and wash his hands and brush his teeth yeah. yeah. Oh my God. And he did it like five or six times. Yeah. In the course we, of like two hours. Yeah. We had dinner. We were playing games, yeah. hanging out, drinking. It was very obvious. It didn't do much for me. I could tell it really wasn't going the way we wanted it to. And mm-hmm. he picked up on that and so proceeded to drink a lot. Yeah. He um, basically he got pissed off. Yeah. And he was sure. like, well, I'm mad now. I'm going to just drink. Right. Now, so, so, were they sexy though? I mean, were you having a sexy time and would have been okay if he wasn't doing the smoking thing? I mean, yeah, it probably would have been. I think mm-hmm. the woman of that couple and I had a little better chemistry than Emma did with the other guy, but yeah. it wasn't anything bad until he started chain smoking and drinking like a fish. Yeah, exactly. I think wow. that if those hadn't been there, it, yeah, it would have gone somewhere. Yeah. So the crazier part of this story is... He got so drunk, he went upstairs and basically passed out. At the same time, his wife basically passed out on their couch. Oh, wow. And so we're in their house and their living room, <laughs> and they're both passed out. Yeah. And so we were a little bit tipsy. We couldn't, we weren't able to leave at that point. So we took a nap on their couch. Yeah, we didn't want to drive. (laughs) Took like a half hour nap and woke up and we heard like thumping and banging and like there was something going wrong upstairs. So we woke up the wife and we're like, hey, might want to go check on him. Yeah. So she went upstairs thinking, oh, she'll come down and say goodbye. Sorry, things got weird or whatever. Never came back downstairs. And then about 15, 20 minutes well, later. Well, we packed up all our stuff yeah. and we were leaving. Yeah, so yeah. we were packing up, getting ready to leave. So the guy comes down. He walks past us in the living room. He goes outside and smokes, comes back in, walks past us, goes upstairs and goes to sleep and never acknowledged that we were standing in his living room. Okay, super awkward. <laughs> yeah, that's, come yeah. on, man. Especially yeah, your other like, guests. But- not a really bad horror story other yeah. than it was really awkward. It just, just, just blew our minds that we're standing in these people's home. Yeah. 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 You invited yeah. us over, made dinner, and then you're not even going to acknowledge me when it's time to leave and say goodbye. That's kind of Yeah. People are interested. Right, right. And I don't know. Maybe they were embarrassed or something, which was fine, but or just way too drunk. Yeah. I think that yeah. actually is a common theme. Most of our stories that in nights that didn't go very well revolved around people drinking way too much alcohol, unfortunately. So that's something that we've tended to be a little bit more cautious of. This one's for Emma, but both of you guys, please chime in. We were doing an internal study. I was asking my lady, and then we were talking to some close friends. Emma, how many guys would you say have had an issue with keeping their wiener up and stable enough for sex? Have you had problems with half of them, less than half, more than half? 
it's a touchy subject, but it needs to be talked about. Yeah, no, I'm thinking. I'd say I've experienced it definitely less than half of the time, but it's something that if it happens, I try to just roll with it and find other things that are enjoyable um, because I don't ever want to put pressure on somebody. Because I know if I was in their position, I would be kind of freaking out and that would just make it worse. So I try very hard not to put pressure. But thankfully, it hasn't been too big of an issue. I react the same way as you do. I would never talk down to anybody if that's happened. Would I rather fuck if the night's going well? Sure. But if they're having issues, and for me, it's been like half the time, 50% of the time where the guy has either not been able to get an erection or he lost it really quick and hasn't been able to penetrate. So it's, yeah, it's been more often than I thought it would. Well, the other thing is, it's a topic that I know a lot of people shy away from, but it needs to be talked about maybe in a future episode for us, at least. Um, I don't know if you want to touch that, but we will. We don't Mm -hmm. don't care. We just want to be honest with our listeners. So this is something, and we touch on this in our first episode, is something that I have struggled with. And what I found is it's actually quite common. In this lifestyle, men are very over cautious about offending women and trying to make women feel extremely comfortable. And for me, my issue definitely stems from that place where I don't want to make the woman feel uncomfortable or have her do something she doesn't actually really want to do. Mm -hmm. Yes. And so for me, if I'm in a situation with a woman who, let's say she's like, I'm happy to full swap, let's do that. But I don't actually see or feel the enthusiasm from her that that's really what she wants to do. I pick up on that. And it's hard for me to just say, well, she said it was fine. So I'm just going to get it up and stick it in her. That's not how I am wired to operate. Because you're a gentleman. Yeah. And I think a lot of the people in this lifestyle are. Now there are people out there who, if there's a girl who opens her legs, they'll put it in. And not to say that that's wrong, but not everybody operates like that. And so some people are going to struggle with that until they find somebody that they feel really comfortable with. A few things that we've found in the past that have alleviated that is saying that on the first date, we don't full swap. And that's just because it takes me an extra date or two to feel comfortable enough with you that I know that you want to be here. Mm-hmm. And, and me too. I like yeah, that. Yeah. It just, it takes a little bit of that pressure off the first time. Sure. Um, and another one can be, and this is going to sound counterintuitive, but playing in separate rooms. The reason for that is you eliminate the escalation factor between the two partners. It's something that we do enjoy with the right people. I love yeah, it. Yeah, we've only done it on a couple of occasions. <laughs> yeah, I love but, it. I love it too. It's, it's pretty hot. We love that shit. Yeah. No, but um, yeah, please, yeah, please talk about it. Hot. If you're really comfortable with another couple, like for us, it is. It's a lot of fun because you come back together and you talk about what you did and you rebuild it in your head. And it's. But it's, like, yeah, it has to be someone with, that you both trust, obviously, since yeah. we're not in the same room. We can't see each other. So right. you That's gotta right. be comfortable right. that the other person is safe. So back to what but you were saying before, quick. Finn, you were talking about how playing in separate rooms can alleviate some of the pressure from the male or help you understand that the woman is really interested and, and ready to full swap because she's not trying to catch up to her partner or he's not trying to exactly. catch up to his partner. Exactly. It just alleviates that oh, they've moved on from oral to full-blown sex, so we have to move on now, but I'm not quite ready, and I don't know if she's... So it it lets each pair move at the pace that they're comfortable with, and whether they get there or not, it doesn't really matter because there's nothing to compare it to. I think the other piece we've experienced too is that you are always hyper-focused on me when we're in the same room, which is awesome and really sexy and vice versa, but when we're in separate rooms, 
you don't have to worry about me, especially, you know, we only do it with people that we trust and you can focus on the other woman completely. And I think that takes a lot of the pressure off. So it's, it's not for everybody, but it can be a option to help relieve some of the pressures that fall on the guy to get hard. Yeah. Let me circle back with what you just said, because that is, I think, a wonderful tip for a lot of people. And of course, this would only apply when there's a certain level of comfort already there and there's trust established and it's not a first date and you do know this couple. The idea that you meet somebody, you get to know them, you have drinks, maybe dinner, you do something and then you meet them a second time or maybe even a third time, but then you Mm -hmm. initiate a separate room transaction as I don't want to say that word. You you initiate a, a separate room. <laughs> That's for the blooper reel. You initiate a separate room swap. Play where, scenario. Yeah. yeah, where, look, now all of a sudden, the man is not full of anxiety because this young stud is over there drilling away and making the bed sound and doing this other stuff. The, the swapped wife is going wild. And you could be a lover, and this is for all the listeners, you could be a lover that wants to take your time. You could be someone who loves oral, who loves to be down there and just hang out and really enjoy yourself and take your time. Whereas the swapped man is maybe a guy who just gets right to it. And so I think what Finn is proposing here is that when you do the separate room, it does alleviate that because we've been in situations where... The swapped man keeps mm-hmm. staring at his wife yes. and I get uncomfortable because I think he's trying to monitor me too much. And then I misread it because he's staring over. Is he looking at me? Is he looking at my chest? Yeah. Is he looking at my cock? Does he want to suck it? Yeah. Or is he protective of his wife? Is he doing a condom check from far away? You know, what's really going on? So and I see him looking over and I get distracted because I think he's not focusing on me. Correct. And I'm like, dude, you've got right. this chick right under you or right on top of you. You have this beautiful woman there and you're fucking looking at your wife that you've been married to for 10 plus years, 30 years. And so I think that once people are there, for all the newbies listening in right now, once you're there doing separate room play will get rid of a lot of the anxiety that you will have as a couple. Because just like Finn was explaining, now you don't have people looking at you and you could take your sweet time and you can make a, when we've done it in the past and we don't do it often, Mm -hmm. but when we've done it in the past, we put a time limit on it. Or we say, hey, yeah. in about an hour, we'll meet you down for a drink refill or we'll have or sandwiches. check in with pizza. each other. Yeah. We'll meet you yeah. here in the game room in a little while. And I think that will help a lot of people, but it's certainly not for newbies and it's certainly not for the first time. It is only for people that have an established friendship where you're not fearing that one guy is going to PTSD on your wife because you know he has her by himself and he's been deployed or maybe he's just an aggressive type who has a different kink and wants to do rough play or maybe your wife is with the swap man and maybe she takes the choking and maybe escalates it a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so it has to be with people who you feel safe with. They're Absolutely. not going to rob you. They're not going to steal your Bluetooth speaker your like chips. we've been worried about. Yes, in the past. But man, what a <laughs> what a wonderful point, man. Yeah, that's a really um, good point. We're here to showcase you tonight. We're here to show people yeah. a cool side of who you are. But at the same time, We want to let the listeners know that this is raw, uncut, unfiltered, unedited, and we want to just give them a good time, a behind-the-scenes, backstage look at what really happens with the podcasters of the world, like you guys. I mean, you guys are celebrities in your own right. You're rolling with the big dogs, and people (laughs) are liking you. Yeah, no, people (laughs) are responding to you. I mean, you have plenty of activity on your Twitter feed and so forth. I can just imagine your stats, how they must be through the roof, and that's Mm -hmm. a beautiful thing. And so it's nice to be in your company as peers because I think that's what people want. At least the feedback we're getting, the uh, listeners want uh, someone to be transparent. So in the 
Spirit of Transparency. I believe your listeners are interested in knowing you at a slightly deeper level, and they're going to get to know you as they listen to all your episodes and you start posting pictures of a booby or your, I, I know you posted a, <laughs> or more. a silhouette picture and Emma has what seems to be a oh. wonderful body. Now, oh. I have not seen her naked. Let's make the disclaimer. We haven't played. Correct. Geographically, we're not in the same location. That would be pretty difficult. We're in Los Angeles. You guys are- yeah. <laughs> You guys are far away. You guys are where? Where? Whereabouts? Where are you guys? Just so your listeners kind of know. You don't have to be specific, but just kind of what area? Yeah, roughly in the greater Pittsburgh area. Yeah. Yeah. Very cool. Not near LA at all. No. (laughs) I know. So Your dick won't reach that far, babe. No, my dick. uh, Even when when it's rock hard, it doesn't make it that far. (laughs) Even when it's rock hard, I still pee on my pants because it's not that long. So I'm just kidding. (laughs) But um, look, so let's ask you this for the benefit of the listeners. Let's give the listeners a backstage pass to normalizing non-monogamy. Whose idea was it to launch this podcast? Well, Finn, I think you need to take this one. <laughs> All right, I'll take this one. So it, it was probably my idea to do the podcast, but it was something that we'd been thinking about for a long time. And it's just one of our favorite parts about being in the non-monogamous community has always been just meeting new people, talking to them and asking the same questions you just asked me. Whose idea was it? Why? Yeah. Uh, what drove you to do this? And so we thought, well, how can we talk to all these people and a wider range of people too than we normally run into in our area. Yes. And then also provide a way to give other people who are looking to do this a platform and a resource to learn about it and to hear stories from people from all across the spectrum. So not just husband, wife swingers who are mostly straight, but gay couples, bi couples. I mean, one of our- yeah, one of our first interviews is a identified lesbian who married a man. So just mm. there's so many dynamics out there that people don't even know exist or options that they don't know exist. And we thought, well, we could serve ourselves by talking to awesome people and then also serve the greater community by putting those stories out there. And Yeah, Finn definitely gets the credit for the original idea. But we had been talking about for years about how hearing people's stories was one of our mm. favorite aspects. And it's something that, you know, once he came up with the idea of what this would be a really good podcast. I jumped right along and was like, yep. yeah, mm-hmm. this would be awesome. So and um, like six weeks later, here we are. So. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's so cool. I mean, the, kind of dove right in and we're looking forward to hearing what you guys have in store for your episodes. I mean, we had a similar experience where we were wishing that there was somebody or some show we could follow along with when we first got started to show us the ropes and help guide us in the right direction. We didn't know much about podcasts, the lifestyle podcasts out there. We Even didn't now. have a mentor or anything like that or a coach yeah. in the lifestyle. So it was, we kind of learned things as we went along and we felt like sharing our experiences would really help people. So you guys are doing a really good thing by putting yourselves out there. A great service to your listeners. What would have been your secondary name? Because normalizing non-monogamy is one name, but you may have thrown around two or three names. We're not super creative types. And <laughs> origin stories was one of them. Yeah, or I think Swinger Origin Stories was one. But yeah. the problem with that was it, it sort of pigeonholed us because yes. mm-hmm. one of our other podcasts, we spent like two and a half hours or two hours talking to a poly couple. Yeah. And right. we don't want to just talk to swingers. We, we enjoy it, but there's other dynamics yeah. out there that sure. we want to make sure are included. So it's a mouthful. It's a mouthful, <laughs> and we understand that. But especially we'll, if we'll someone stutters. Some are shortcomings, I <laughs> yeah. Hey, so look, man, give the listeners an idea of the different shows that are coming up in your pipeline of shows. Our first two episodes, they're both really good friends of ours in real life. 
I suppose that we've met <laughs> well, we've met through yeah. the lifestyle. But yeah, one is just uh, it's a couple that have been doing this for about two years and have a really fun origin story. And yeah, and they most closely identify as swingers. Yeah, the second one is a uh, she was a lesbian for. I guess she's probably still is identifies as a lesbian, but she was married to a woman for 20 years and then got a divorce. A long time, yeah. I don't think it was 20 years. A long time, though. Doesn't matter. Anyway, she was married (laughs) to a woman and got a divorce and decided to try out seeing what it was like to be with a man. And now she's married to a man. Hmm. Uh, We've interviewed a poly couple. Yep. Uh, We actually, we somehow managed to interview the founders of Cassidy. We did. So that one one of the first episodes. (laughs) So that one will be coming out very short soon. Yeah, soon after we launch. And we also interviewed... Swinging Down Under. So another one of the lifestyle podcasts. We interviewed them actually this morning. Very cool. So Those are nice people. They've been really nice to us at least so mm-hmm. that they seem real cool so you have some great shows yeah. coming yeah. up that people can look forward to huh no we're just trying to branch out and and we've reached out to as many different people as we can so if any of your listeners hear this and want to come on just reach out to us we're happy to talk to just about anybody so yeah and i wanted to thank you guys for being you know willing to have us on your show too we've listened to your podcast and you're really cool people and we wanted to thank you for, yeah, and, for and being you willing are- to trust us i guess <laughs> Very good. Yeah, no, you're we're doing happy a great to help. Job as well, so. Hey, so how do people get a hold of you guys if they're interested in coming on? How do they contact you? You can find us at our website, which is normalizingnonmonogamy.com. Uh, you could also find us on Twitter or on Cassidy under the screen name NNM, as in Normalizing Non Monogamy Podcast. Yeah, NNM Podcast. Yeah. So. But you can go to our website and all of that information is there. It sure is. Perfect. We'll make sure to put a link to yes. all of your profiles so that it's mm-hmm. easy when people visit uh, priorysociety.com, our site. We'll go ahead and I'm not sure which episode number you'll be, but um, it'll be in the in the title. They can just go right to our site and, and get all your links and just link directly to your email and website and all your profiles so they can say hello and take a look at a booby picture that Emma uploads or maybe you yeah. upload a thong pic for you, uh, Finn. I don't know. You know, I, yeah. you guys are doing no, this lingerie thing. It's just a whole bunch of flaccid dick pics for the, for the, for the fans. Or maybe a banana hammock. I don't know. One of there those would be cool. We might lose followers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Talking about social profiles and you have the people from Cassidy coming on board to do an interview with you guys. Sounds really fun. When you look at profiles online and when you're perving people and when you're perving on them to potentially ask them out on a date, what are some of the turnoffs for you when you're looking at their profiles? What are things that you believe these listeners can improve on their profiles? Two big things. One is... Uh, We always look for pictures of both people on profiles. That is a key thing. And the pictures, we would like to have at least one full body, somewhat full body shot, no faces is fine, but of both people so that we realize we see what we're getting, you know, who we're talking to have some sort of idea of who these people are. Um, The other part is we do tend to be a little bit nitpicky on spelling and grammar. (laughs) You're not not the only ones. Um, Yeah. (laughs) It doesn't have to be perfect. We're not perfect by any means, but you can at least get pretty close. (laughs) Yeah. We figure if you can put together a full sentence and we don't just see pictures zoomed in on your asshole, 
that we're probably going to get along all right. Yeah. Those are our biggest ones. Well, I like a good close-up picture of a balloon knot, the actual asshole that looks like a balloon knot. I yeah. enjoy those. That's the anatomical yeah. term. I want to see that. That's the yeah, little a little medical background for you guys, yeah. right? It's called balloon knot. And so uh, you don't want to see just that. And it makes a lot of sense because we talked about it before and we have an episode coming up that's going to talk about optimizing your online profiles. And we're going to give the listeners a full rundown on all the things that piss us off and all the <laughs> things that we've done wrong and we've mm-hmm. improved on Yeah, yeah. because uh, you guys yeah. know. Yeah, absolutely. And, you know, the other thing is it's fun to see pictures of people doing things that show that they get out in the world and experience things. So mm-hmm. whether it's, you know, rock climbing, canoeing, kayaking, just that you're out in the world or you're traveling, you're doing things that we can relate to. And for everybody, that's going to be different what those things are. But it's just nice to see that you're a complete human. Yeah, the sexy pictures are fun and yep. sexy, of course, but it's nice to have a balance. You want to know that they're interested in other things just besides the lifestyle. Yeah. Right. Exactly. Because well, most humans are. <laughs> yeah, well, aside from that, what do you guys have in your current bag of tricks, your little play bag? I would say our go-to things are uh, definitely condoms and lube are two that always go everywhere. Never leave, um, never leave then, home without it. De- yes. Depending on where, I guess, who we're meeting, what, what the evening goes, um, sometimes it's most commonly some sort of vibrator, either the uh, Hitachi or a Wii Vibe or something like that. Um, Those are our most common toys. Mm -hmm. If there has been instances um, where I've played around with a strap-on and a dildo with other women, but um, that's not, I guess, a super common occurrence. Yeah. And a a pro tip to anybody out there, bring a variety of condoms. So different sizes. And also, you know, there's people who have, latex allergies and there's condoms like skin it's s-k-y-n yeah they're basically you can't tell the difference but they're they're latex free so come prepared for any situation you might find yourself in because you don't want to have a girl who's ready to go for it and she has a latex allergy and all you got are your magnum double xl <laughs> so, i don't even the know magic word. what is that what's magnum i've never even heard that no that's a, no that's a really good point is that bad that i don't know what that is yeah. So. <laughs> no, I, I use a Wonder Bread bag as a condom. Yeah. That's the only yeah, thing the, that really the, gets the snug. Shells are a little snug. I know. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's because I like to put it over my whole head if I'm going to give oral. I put it over my whole shoulders. You know, yeah. I, I got to gotta be safe. Like a, a decontamination chamber. <laughs> you, have to, you, have, you have to play safe, man. You don't know who these people are. There's people that love the anonymous oh, sex. And that's right. Hey, so. I'm actually picturing that right now. By I'm the picturing way. a hazmat suit <laughs> in one of those chambers where you have to blow some kind of powder yeah, or with something a on decontamination. apparatus. Yeah. Right? Like a scuba diving kit. Because I, I need to stay down there. And if I'm going to eat, for example, Emma out, if I'm going to be down there for a while, right. I want to be focused. I don't oh, need sure. to be distracted by breathing. I, mean, I want to wear like a breathing tube or something, right? Yeah, like a snorkel. I'm gonna hang out down there. <laughs> I want to have a good time down she there. She might be a squirter. You don't know. I, hey, <laughs> I almost got waterboarded. I mean, I felt like I was being tortured one day. I'm going to save that for a different episode. Okay. I'll talk all about that. Bellagio, Las Vegas. I felt like I was being tortured because it was just water. It was squirt. It was squirt. And she didn't tell me. And I had I wasn't expecting. You were and surprised. she's squirting all over my face, and I was gagging, and I felt like I was being waterboarded. We'll save that story for another time. That's a good point. That you maybe keep condoms for other types for right. other people, not just the ones that you want to use, but also put condom a variety of condoms that other people might need in case they don't bring their own and different in sizes, your bag of yeah. Very yeah. cool. Yeah. 
I was going to say, because from my point of view, I want whoever I'm playing with to have a condom that fits them and works for me, too. So Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Awesome tips on your grab-and-go bag or your play bag. What do you call it? What's your secret word for it? It's a bag of tricks. Your bag of tricks. Yeah. Yeah. So the bag of tricks is essential. I think that everyone needs to put one together soon, especially Mm -hmm. if you're just starting off. You should listen. Yeah. Our bag of tricks originally was one of those little bags from the alcohol Crown Royal. That's right. And it was just this little bag. And we just stuffed it with different condoms and mm-hmm. just some bare essentials. And it was this cute little bag, real tiny. And now it's grown to be more of a duffel bag. And that's okay <laughs> because you want to have more things. Right. And now it's, it, we have this huge bag. It looks like a, like a production bag. Correct. For cameras. That's right. But that's because we'll have candles and we have this entire episode where we're going to talk about all the things we bring on a play date just when we the know. Ambiance. Yeah. When we know it's going to happen, all the different things and, you know, such as candles and uh, what kind of candles and all that good stuff. But let me throw one more thing into the bag of tricks for the Please. for the advanced the ones who want to really impress some unscented uh baby wipes so <laughs> yes if, yeah if you've been out dancing or something you don't have time to take a shower it's nice to maybe freshen up but you also don't want to smell super potent so i'd say the unscented baby wipes is a good way to go just perfect yes. Keep things clean and fresh and ready to rock and roll no matter I, what happens. I, love I appreciate it, that. <laughs> Maybe there'll be a private label product, normalizing non-monogamy, clean wipes, right? Maybe in the future <laughs> we'll, we'll see that. I'm going to beat you guys to market, man. I'm normalize, just normalize your pH. Yeah. Downstairs. Exactly. Because you definitely don't want to just put some water down there, splash some water, and then yeah, that doesn't spray do some Axe spray. There was this one guy who came out smelling like he had just sprayed a four-second steady oh, pace of Axe. It was terrible. Right all over his body. And he yeah. just came out smelling like that. And my lady is thinking, dude, this smells horrible, man. You didn't even get the nice scent. It wasn't pleasant. That and gives it's, me a headache. It's yeah. bad. Yeah. It's bad. No, it's like the high school off. scent, you know, like the college scent, all these guys in the locker room, that's what they're spraying. And that's, you know, for a proper gentleman, I don't know, man, it uh, doesn't really match, but my lady's going to ask you guys something. So out of all the things that you've experienced in the lifestyle, is there a fantasy that you're still looking to fulfill? One thing that we've talked about and actually have not done is played with a single woman. This gets into my sexuality a little bit. Um, when we started initially, I was bi-curious. I had never done anything with a woman. And I found over time that I, I really enjoy it. It's fun. Uh, I enjoy kissing women, but I am not fully bisexual either. I don't tend to go down on women. I, you know, It's just something that I it doesn't do a whole lot for me. And I do enjoy pleasing other um, people. So of course, you know, if it's something that just happens in the moment, I go with it and it's great. But I have found that I am not fully, it's not, I guess, the main act. So because of that, we have not played with a single woman. Well, because of that, also because we haven't had the opportunity to play with a single woman, we haven't. But it's something that we're open to, and, and I actually think it would be a fun experience to have. Yeah. In that same vein, it's part of the reason we probably haven't had that opportunity is if I know it's not something that Emma is into, and this is along the same lines of with any woman. If I know it's not something you're into, I don't want to do it, and so I don't. I don't stress trying to find a single woman for us when I know it's it's not her main jam. Yeah. Yeah. But you guys are willing to experience it and try it and see if it's something you'd want to do again. Yeah. I think with the right person, 
it would be awesome. So mm-hmm. it, it's a life experience I definitely like to have sometime, but mm-hmm. it has to be the right situation. We haven't found that yet. Yeah, if they came knocking on our door, we wouldn't kick them out. But, <laughs> no, <laughs> but we're not out. We're not out hunting for them. So. Well, give us your address, and <laughs> we'll advertise it on the next episode. Send us a couple. Send us a couple from LA. <laughs> we'll send you some people, man. We're good at sending traffic. Now, you know what we'll do is uh, I'll have my lady show up, and hey, you guys just hop on a flight to Las Vegas, get one of those fifty dollars flights. Yeah. And uh, we'll just have to mm-hmm. meet you guys there at the Red Roof Inn off of Paradise Road <laughs> and the alley right near the airport. We'll just have a romantic time there. And you'll finally have your girl-on-girl yeah. girl experience in room 3B right off the alley. It's very romantic. Oh, yeah. Ground floor. I'm writing security, all of this down nothing. as we speak. Yeah. Well, yeah. You, in in yeah, fact, it's nice can, lighting. It is. It's, it's wonderful. And you can even back your car up right to your door. So unloading, <laughs> <laughs> unloading your big ass Pelican case, bag of tricks with all of your uh, Sibians and everything else. You carry. <laughs> yeah, the big horse ones. It's going to be uh, easy to unload that. But it's very <laughs> awesome. Hey, earlier we were asking you a question about some trivia for the benefit of your listeners that are fans of you guys that are wondering a little bit more about you because, you know, a lot of podcasters are so mysterious. They also don't really talk about themselves. They talk about mm-hmm. what they like in the playroom and at the, at the club, but we like to know about you guys. So give us some trivia about a couple things that you're maybe really good at or a little known secret about you or a hobby that you like. And we'll start with Emma. You know, growing up, I've always loved being outside and doing everything outdoors. So that's something that is really a true passion of mine. Uh, you know, hiking, camping, something Finn and I do together, um, biking, being on the water too, especially canoeing, kayaking. We have stand-up paddle boards. So we are very active outside and that's something that we really enjoy. Um, I do also really enjoy yoga. I'm not the best at it, but I'm working at it. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> She's enthusiastic. I'm enthusiastic <laughs> yoga person, yeah. I suck at um, it, but I only do yoga when I drink too much and I end up in a pose. Just by default. <laughs> I don't even try to do it. it. When I pass out, yeah, it's, I just end up in a, in a downward dog, you know? That's yeah. awesome. Uh, yeah, it's nice. And, you know, I can visualize you because your body looks amazing, at least from the picture that we saw on Twitter. It was like a silhouette of your back and a little bit of your yeah. ass showing the contour of your butt. Very sexy. Yeah. It was, well, I, yeah. I kept turning my phone around to see if I could see the pussy part, right? Like I, I, it was, I think you it turned it upside a, down. It wasn't in 3D. <laughs> like I was trying to look and trying to really get a good look at it. But ah, I guess, you know, maybe in the future, if it's meant to be, right. our paths will cross <laughs> and we'll get a You'll see it in 3D. three, a 4D view. How about? What a, uh, yeah. What about you, Finn? What's something interesting about you that not a lot of people know? Yeah. I mean, a lot of the same thing. Emma said, enjoying being out outdoors and we love to travel. But on my side, and this is a little bit of a confession, and we've been trying to reach out to a lot of the, the lifestyle podcasters lately, and I've been playing like super catch up because the last four years of my life have been listening to personal finance blogs and blogs and podcasts and business podcasts. So I'm much better versed on that side of things. So for me, when people start talking about all the stuff that gives people super limp penises is sort of my like, (laughs) I'm like, hell yeah, let's, let's, let's talk about taxes and all that kind of stuff. So I'm kind of a bit of a finance nerd. Yeah, we're going to get along, man. Weird, but I'm, I'll, I'll own it. <laughs> you and I are going to get along just yeah, so we've, fine. We've I'd been like... trying to listen to more of the Bringing Podcast yeah. lately to try to catch up. <laughs> so I'm, I'm weeks behind on all my real podcasts, and I'm like listening to all these other super sexy podcasts to try and get up to speed on where everybody is. And so I'm working on it. 
Yeah, so you'll be the king of non-sexy talk. Uh, that's something we do when we're feeling that the date's not going well. Mm-hmm. I'll start talking yeah, about, yeah. you know, Bitcoin mining, <laughs> and I'll start talking about asset protection, like you mentioned. I'm really good at that stuff. So I'll just start throwing yep. things out. Hey, you don't tell me your house is in your name. What? Why would you yeah. do that? Well, I want to get my, you know, my deduction. Like, why would, you know, let small deduction. Who cares about that? Isn't your, you know, livelihood more important? And anyway, but so, yeah, we're, we're going to get along, yep. bro. So yeah. that's good. It's a good strategy when it's not going well. Mm-hmm. That's so. true. That's one of our signals, how we know. So what tips do you guys have for newbies or people that might have taken a break and are getting back into the lifestyle? What tips do you have for them to make their their journey successful? This is a big one. And I think the biggest thing is sort of twofold. One is be open to trying new things, even if it's something that you don't necessarily think you're going to really love. If, if you're like, well, that sounds intriguing, give it a try. And also allow yourself the freedom and the space to make mistakes. So that is a big thing when it comes to we're trying something new and maybe your partner stepped up to or just over the line of what you talked about. But rather than flying off the handle and getting upset, take a step back and realize that they probably didn't do it maliciously. And at the same time, you're going to do the same thing probably within a few weeks or a few months. So realize that you're going to make mistakes and you just need to step back, talk about them in a calm and collected manner and just recalibrate from there and and move forward. Yeah. And I think that being able to have those difficult conversations is key to any type of non-monogamy and it's, or I mean, just regular relationships, you know, monogamous relationships too, because you need to be able to have those hard conversations uh, and be able to listen to your partner, tell you something that you don't want to hear And that's not easy to do. And we're not perfect at it by any means. But it's something that I think is really important to remember, especially if you're trying to navigate, you know, something like swinging and, and the mistakes and different things that you learn along the way um, is all part of the process. And we definitely went through our own learning process. and We still are. That's all part of it. And it's the fun of it. And the other thing I would just add in really quickly is please don't ever be afraid to get yourself out of a situation. <laughs> like You don't sure. need to worry about being you know, rude. You can do it politely and just exit. You know, that that's something Finn and I unfortunately learned the hard way. Um, many times it took us a while to really learn that lesson just because we tend to be polite people and we like to think that we're polite, but right. some of the times we should have gotten out of a situation sooner than we did. Um, And that becomes exponentially more difficult when everyone's clothes are off. And I I think that's something you don't necessarily know until you've been there and you want to leave the room, but your, your pants are on the other side and your shirt's behind the bed and you're like, shit, I got to get out of here. But I I got, well, you don't want to interrupt the fun that everyone's having. You don't want to be the person that's the Debbie Downer. You want to be the cool guy who's happy go lucky, but at the same time, you need to get out of there. You've got to be able to do it for you and for your partner. Especially if your significant other's already in action doing stuff and you notice something, now you have to make the scene and that's okay. But I I respect that. I enjoy that your perspective that you should be comfortable enough with your partner, your husband, wife, boyfriend, girl, whatever it is, and approach them. And we have a code word. I'll I'll share it at some point with a bunch of other uh, secret code words that we have in a different episode. You really should have some kind of code word so that you can alert your significant other. Hey, let's reset. Hey, come here, ask me a question or here, do this, get yourself out of the situation, or maybe just come here with me, have a quick conversation. We're leaving. 
within 10 seconds, we're out yeah. now, T- that type of thing. And yeah. forget about their feelings. Forget about, hey, we're rocking the boat because it's not worth an argument that you're going to have. It's not worth any discomfort. It's not worth um, sacrificing your needs and wants and values in your relationship just because you're scared that you might offend somebody else. It's exactly. probably drunk. <laughs> right. Right. <laughs> probably won't even remember. Right. Yeah. Or even if you need to just grab your partner and have a quick conversation, even if you're not leaving, but maybe you just want to check in for five minutes and say like, are you okay? Is everything good? Like that's absolutely okay to do. And yes. that yeah. people should not feel uncomfortable doing that. Absolutely. Yeah. And one other quick one is try not to renegotiate your rules and boundaries on the fly. If right. you can avoid it, because it's it's easy to get into that situation and they're like, well, so do you guys want a full swap? And you had gone into the night saying, well, we're going to soft swap tonight. And then somebody feels pressured into saying yes, because they think their partner did. And then you both leave and you go, well, I didn't want to do it and you didn't want to do it. So why did we do it? And you both think it was the other person. And right. so, you know, try to stick to your guns if you can, because uh, the other major thing we've learned is this isn't going to be your last shot at it. Yeah. So that's right. There'll be another night. Come back, reconnect, recollect yourselves, and and do it when you're ready to do it. Don't do it because you think the other person wants to do it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, really good points. We're curious. Do you guys have plans to travel to any uh, big resort or to a convention or to a big takeover event where your listeners might be able to see you? Any of those plans coming up? So we went to Desire um, with Life on the Swing Set the last two years, and we haven't fully uh, made our plans yet for this year. So that's a definite, that's a possibility uh, in November, but we haven't figured out our schedule. (laughs) So um, that's something that we will definitely put on our website and put on Twitter if we if we end up there or anywhere else. And I'm going to take a quick second just to plug that for Life on the Swing Set, because I know there's probably a lot of new people listening to this. Yeah. They create one of the safest environments that we've ever experienced in yeah. our time doing this in, in 10 years. So if you're new to this and you're like, well, I think, you know, we want to try it. We just want to dip our toes in. Cooper at Life on the Swing Set and Dylan and the rest of the crew there, they run a hella tight ship and they're going to make sure everybody at that resort is extremely respectful of you. Love it. And respects everything that you have put forth. And they're also going to put together a lot of events that you wouldn't normally see if you just show up at any random week at the resort. They're going to do Mm. meet and greets and and all sorts of Correct. stuff that are just really tailored to make everybody feel welcome so yeah and we know all other podcasts out there do it too we just haven't been on any of them so yeah. but i'm sure it's similar but yeah life on Absolutely. the swing set was it was a fant- it has been a fantastic experience for us right and we're not getting paid to say that in any way shape or form we just it was our two trips with them were transformational in our relationship even after being in it for seven eight years by the time we went it was huge for us so i Highly, highly recommend it for those guys. Oh. Yeah. That's very cool. You know what? We agree. I think that if you're going to travel to Mexico or if you're going to go to another, uh, you know, they have the place in Jamaica and Hito and so forth. What happens is that if you just go there on the off season or if you go when there's not a, a huge group there, yes, you'll have fun and yes, there'll be people there. But when you have a large podcast organizing a hundred perverts all showing up and these are all <laughs> cool people that are, you know, active on Twitter and they, some know each other, some don't, but these are all active uh, lifestylers. You know, really nice people. And when you have a pre-qualified group showing up, then your odds of having fun are increased beautifully when you go with a group. So, yeah, I appreciate that. And uh, thank you for mentioning that. So aside from that, um, we're going to do some contact information for us. And also on a positive note, because this has all been positive. Yeah. But um, in closing, Mm -hmm. I do want to have a nice positive note as we end the show for today. 
tell us how the lifestyle has influenced and improved your relationship over the years. It has been transformational for us. I, I know it's a, it's a little bit unusual because we started when we had just started dating, but we have you know made incredible friendships uh, over the years and shared amazing experiences with each other that we would never have had if it wasn't for opening our relationship and trying something like swinging. Yeah, it's also forced us to communicate about things that most people would never dare bring up with their significant other. That's right. That translates beyond just the sexual thing, you know, we're more comfortable sharing things with each other that I think you would rarely hear somebody uh, tell their partner. And I'm just going to real quick, this was something that came up this morning. We, we actually did a, uh, uh, an interview with the Swinging Down Under folks. Yeah. And she said, you know, they're, they're not afraid to tell each other, hey, you know, in, in a very kind way, uh, I don't think we've been working out enough lately, and we're not eating as healthy. Let's maybe let's go to the gym a couple extra times a week or let's eat a little healthier together. And yeah. you know, things yeah. that most people would find offensive, it's really just part of our dialogue now because we've broken down so many barriers that, I mean, if, if you can tell your wife that you want to watch her have sex with some other guy, yeah. <laughs> everything right. else sort of pales in comparison <laughs> yeah. to that, I think. So, yeah. <laughs> that being said, do you like to watch Emma have sex with other men? Do you enjoy that a I lot? Don't, I don't hate it. <laughs> <laughs> it's one of the... The beautiful parts of playing in the lifestyle is enjoying not just other people, but the dynamic, uh, the the different dynamics when you put two couples together and it just everyone's having a great time. So let's begin to wrap up here, guys. It's really a beautiful time hanging out with you and yeah. getting to know you a little bit better. And we'll continue to interact with you on Twitter and so forth. And it'll be great to meet you guys in person at some point. And we'll make our, it's not, I hate, we hope our paths will cross. Yeah. We will force our paths across. <laughs> we will buy, we'll get a, we'll get oh, on yeah. a plane and we'll make that happen because uh, you guys just seem like genuine people in a land of people that uh, don't want to admit that something goes wrong in a play date. It's refreshing to have podcasts such as yours that you're just transparent. You're just talking to people. You're hearing their stories. Yeah. You're talking about yourself and you're being, uh, you're being open with your listeners and with everyone else, your peers and us. And it's just a beautiful thing. So let's do some contact information for us. You can find us on our website. Uh, there's a master list of episodes, links to pretty much show notes, everything else that's going on with the podcast. The website is priorysociety.com. Send us a message by email to info at priorysociety.com. Our Twitter handle is at Priory Society. You can message us on Kick. Our username there is Latino Sexy Couple. You can find us on Cassidy.com as Latino Sexy Couple and SDC.com as Latino SXY Couple. Emma and Finn, it's been a pleasure having you on with us. Thank you so much for joining us. And everybody check out their podcast called Normalizing Non-Monogamy. Thanks, guys, for being with us. And we look forward to posting this and sharing it with our listeners. Good to have you guys on. Well, thank you. Thanks, All right, guys. Bye, guys. Yeah, bye. Thank you for having us. Thank right. you. Bye. Love, enlightenment, pleasure. The Priory Society Podcast.